Test. Test, test. Here we go. Ready to roll. All right. Yeah, <laughs> it's one of the reasons why we decided we're just going to put. Was I telling you this or somebody else? Somebody else has asked me about the podcast studio. Oh, um, so my business partner, we decided we we're going to wait a couple months because now they're renovating the office above us. Oh no way! It's good. So it's, it's like, like right above. Yeah. Okay. When you hear that pound, <laughs> yesterday it was vibration like it's like yeah, a podcast in the middle of the podcast going on. Yeah, it's there's construction happening all over the building. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. They say it's all going to be done. Like right now, that entrance is closed. It's supposed to open in two weeks, so they say in the next couple of months it's supposed to be completely done. They're putting a gym in here. Wow. Um, all kinds of stuff. So, good to go. Mhm. Just keep the timer. It's ten oh three. Okay. You recording? Yeah. Actually, can you double check towards one last time before we go ahead and start? Is that recording? Yeah, we don't want to make sure it's, you know, whatever you need. That is recording. We're good. So, yeah, that would be a problem. Yeah. I got to go like 30 minutes in. I'm like, is it recording? Can you go back and say that really great thing? Like 30 minutes ago. No. (laughs) That happened once. You got to catch it. Yep. Two, one. Awesome. Mr. Larry Bryan, thank you hey, so much for being on the show. Oh, I appreciate it. Yeah, so, you right. know what I really admire about you is that you're one of those guys that are really accomplished, but not so well known in the social space. <laughs> <laughs> Do you so, like that? <laughs> no, it's, it's interesting because like, I feel like the whole social media world has now created this bubble where yeah. people assume that anything outside of that doesn't exist. It's oh, like, that's a great do, point. Do, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. So actually. you're one of those people who are like, nope, I got a lot under me and I have yeah. a lot to say. That's yeah. why you're on the show, but yeah. uh, not so out there yet. Yeah, I think, you know, I have a love-hate relationship with, with social media, oh, yeah? to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've got a decent following on Instagram and some of this kind of thing. However... You are verified. Oh, yeah, I'm verified. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm the real deal. Yeah, which comes to show you that. <laughs> Right, yeah. but there's a lot of fake yes. gurus out there in the yes. space, and it drives me nuts. And uh, my former spouse was an early adopter in Twitter and in social media space, and I know the false narratives and the uh-huh. false that the facades that are put on with a lot of these people. And all they talk about is their successes and their wins, and you know the piles of cash that's in the front seat of their car and their fancy watch. But it's not reality. It's not what's going on behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's 
organizations that do a really good job of leveraging up their brand and using Through social that. media. Exactly. Oh, absolutely. It's a business for some people. Of course yeah. it is. <laughs> of course it is. But then you peel back and their only success is running their social Running media. their quote unquote successful. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, it's an interesting yeah. concept. Yeah. It is. And I, you know, studies have shown that there's a lot of depression and anxiety that comes from social media as well. And having two teenage kids, I want to be careful about what I'm sending the out there, I'm sending to them mm. as well, because if anyone who's been through a recovery program, they've heard this before, don't judge your insides by someone else's outside. Mm. You know, And I think that's a tendency for us. We see all this great stuff that's happening through filters and everything else. Mm-hmm. And so I know all my flaws, but I don't know their flaws. And I think, you know, it's interesting, partially part of the motivation that came from this podcast was the yeah. fact that there's so much information out there that some people just get confused. Of course. Where do you go? Who yeah. do I listen to? Who do I like? Like this person seems legit on the social space. Yeah. So is he legit? Is he not? How do you, what kind of advice can you give to the people listening like on how to kind of filter the noise? Such a great question. Jeez Louise, I wish more people would, would, would ask this. Um, <laughs> well, I think you have to do, you have to do some homework. You okay. got to peel back the, the, the onion uh, okay. a little bit. This is the great thing about podcasting, right? You gotta just find somebody that, that you trust. Sure. If you have, am I allowed to swear on this? Yeah, podcast? yeah, go for it. No worries, man. I'll edit it. Uh, I think we all have a built-in BS meter, okay. right? But we sometimes don't, it starts going off, the red flies go up, but we- Ignore we, it? We ignore it. If you think that somebody's full of BS, they're probably full of BS. Why do you think we ignore it? Because they've got 200,000 followers on Instagram. Social proof. Mm, And a lot of times that's fake social proof. (laughs) The amount of people that buy followers. Exactly. Exactly. They buy followers and they buy likes. Um, And um, anyway, so I think if your BS meter is going off, either they're full of crap or they just don't resonate with you. Mm. My feeling is this. Having been through several ups and down cycles in, in business made millions, lost millions, been basically, you know, destitute at times, rebuilding it. Um, if people aren't willing to talk about that, they're probably not somebody you should trust. If you're going to be in business, if you're going to be in life, you have to do life with someone who's willing to share it all, willing to open up their kimono and show you, hey, they're ups and downs. All. Yeah. Exactly. Because life is a journey. Mm-hmm. Um, su- the journey to success is going to beat the snot out of us sometimes. And so I think that you just got to find somebody who resonates with you. Do your research. Just like if you're going to go buy a new car, do some research mm-hmm. on it. Um, and so you have to do the same thing with people that you follow. There, there are people that I follow um, that um, I'm not expecting perfection from anybody, by the way, because none of us are, are perfect. Sure. And so there, I might follow this person for, for if I'm looking for that in my life, spirituality, for instance. I might follow this person if I'm looking for tips on leadership. Um, and I would just recommend... Don't put all your eggs in one basket. You know, though, what's interesting for somebody like you, I feel like you use everything purposefully. So something mm-hmm. I've realized in businessmen, the reason a huge reason to their success is because everything they do is purposeful. It's never unplanned, no reason to it. You never wake up in the morning and you're just like, all right, what am I going to do today? It's You always know what you want to do. So when you go on social media, I feel like your use of social media is so different than your normal average Joe. Yeah. It's a, well, you say purposeful, I say intentional. Intentional. It's probably sure. the same it's thing. The same. We're, yeah. probably, we're probably talking about the, we're probably talking about the same thing. Well, yes, because time is precious. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, when I first started doing social, if you would go to my Instagram feed, you would see the pictures of the food I was eating or what I was doing with my kids that day. 
and it just got too freaking messy, uh, to be honest with you. But the other thing is, the other downside to social is the whole catfishing and scams. That uh, on. And sadly, that my images are being used in romance scams. When I say mm -hmm. my images, I mean, you could just type in Larry Broughton romance scams and you're going to find, you know, I'm on a bunch of different websites where these scammers from Ghana, Nigeria, um, Russia are pretending that they're me, either using my name or someone else's name and trying to get money, extort, not extort, but get money from, from unsuspecting women, right? <laughs> And so because of that, I had to kind of protect myself and protect my family. So the only thing I put out through social media now are things that are branded, mm. inspiring, motivational, uplifting, or educational. Mm. But it's got my brand on it. Now, you might find it through an Instagram story or something like that. So I am very intentional about it. Um, and I recognize that when you're growing a company, my team members are watching me. Yeah, you're, you're a leader. I've got people all over the country. Yeah that are part of our organization and they may not they may not have daily contact with me but they can go to my social media feed and say okay what's larry talking about today when it comes to building elite teams or about dealing with change uh, or leading an organization and they can still get nuggets of wisdom through my experience through social media so that's how i got very intentional about using social media there's a lot of pros and cons to social media i think one of the sure. pros is the fact that everybody can have their own dna Mm -hmm. That's the beauty because the way I so the way I use social media is I actually since I'm from a younger generation I kind mm -hmm. of I set out and I let people know about the failures that I go through. It's a very interesting perspective because I actually get DMs all the time where people are like, "I've never seen anyone do this." Yeah. Like I show the world through my stories. My I, like I get on IG. Let's say like I failed the client meeting or something went bad or That's something happened. I, like I get on Instagram and I just rant. I'm like, hey guys, you know, yeah, sure, everyone's out there talking about how they're driving Lambos, but I'm definitely not. This is what's happening dude, today, <laughs> dude. That's why I like you. That's why we're even sitting here because when we started, you know, when you reached out and said, hey, let's get together. I don't go on all these podcasts. Sure, I'm not going to waste my time. My time is too precious. Yeah. But when I saw that there was a level of authenticity. To what you guys are doing, yeah. and it kind of aligns with what I'm doing. I said, "Sure, why not? Let's let's see if we can help." The vision's aligned, right. of course, aligned. because yes. when you said um, that they can build their own DNA, it takes courage to do that, though. It takes guts to do to because do that. people assume that everyone else is out there to get them. That's what I've realized. Like people don't right. expose them their true selves because they're worried that they're going to get judged. When what's funny is that your guy across the street is worried about the same thing. Mm -hmm. That was the huge breakthrough that I had mentally over social media. I was like, wait. The guy that's watching me is probably worried that I'm thinking weird about them. So it's like, it's this exactly. concept that's... Well, it's very funny. For years, that was the big mistake I made. I never exposed the real me, the real suffering that was going on, the real fears that I had. Um, but like in any relationship, any relationship, think about a romantic relationship. Yep. When you first start dating someone, you know, you do the little kabuki dance, you know, don't want to offend them, want to make sure <laughs> they still like me. But as soon as someone gets real... That gives you permission to be real. Sure. And they say, finally, I'm let's, finally let, able let, to, let's yeah. take the mask off. Let's <laughs> let's really see if we, we like each other. And so I think that's one of the problems that we have with social media is people are so used to living behind this, this mask. It is tiring. Mm -hmm. It's absolutely tiring to do that. Yes. So when they see someone who gets real, they say, ah, oh, that's a breath of fresh air. And so I, I do think that the, the pendulum is swinging back where the raw, the we'll real, come is, is attractive. Yes, slowly. It's going mm -hmm. to slowly, I think what, so entrepreneurship first like blew up. You know, in your time, I'm sure running a business was just a thing you did. It wasn't really like a cool, you know, thing. Oh, like I've, I've seen that. Listen, I tell this to my son right now who is 15 and he's kind of a, 
um, he'd be what you would consider a computer geek or nerd, right? Uh-huh. I mean, he's a great guy. He's into leadership and all that kind of stuff. Um, but um, I said, listen, it's the nerds that are getting the women <laughs> and they're getting the attention. And it's entrepreneurs who are the rock stars of, t- of, of today, today. Right? Yeah. Those are the, it's celebrities. <laughs> they are. are the it's celebrities a trip. Of, of, of today. Uh, you know, when I was your age, it wasn't. You know, you didn't have that. Like Elon Musk would not have the rock star status 30 I, years ago. I think ago. it's people like that that actually changed it, though. Yeah. It's innovators like Elon, you know, Bezos that yeah. genuinely it created something that's just insane. Well, that, well, and the timing of social media, who knows? If we would have had the social media back then with, you know, Jack Welch, who knows? Probably. Right? I think the social um, media has a lot to do with it. Yeah, yeah. Of, of course. Um, but I do, I think that the internet, obviously, and social media has kind of leveled the playing field. Mm-hmm. Um, but my hope is that these fraudsters, the fakes, um, get weeded out. Mm. pretty quickly. This is why I think having a verified account helps. It's huge. Yeah. Um, because, I can say, okay, so at least someone has vetted this, this person. I could start an Instagram account today and in three days have several hundred thousand followers that I buy. Out of nowhere. Or like in less than an hour, actually. You can, yeah. I, I suppose <laughs> you know better than, than I do, I guess, because <laughs> this is your space. Yeah. But I, I know that people are, are doing that. But how real is that? How authentic is that? I, I want to live, like, if I have a victory, I want to know that that victory is real. Mm-hmm. Fake victories mean nothing to me. I, I continue think, going around questioning myself if that. If I think I think people have this idea that social proof is such a necessity that they'll go out there and do anything to get it. But it's not real proof, though. At some point, it's going to fall apart. I know, I know. And it's this concept because I've seen a lot, and I don't want to throw out names. I'm sure you know individuals, oh, know. too, that... Yeah. They're all of a sudden they were like at fifty thousand followers one day and now they're at like seven hundred thousand. You're just mm-hmm. like, what? What? What happened? Unless there was something. No, it has happened. Like I've seen a several thousand uh, follower bump in a day, but it's after coming off a show on MSNBC or CNN or Travel Channel. Something legit. Something, something with legit. legit. PR, yeah. If there's something like that happening, you can get those big bumps. I don't know about seven hundred thousand <laughs> bump. Um, but I would imagine that you can, but if like out of nowhere, it's just somebody who's sitting in there, you know, running their $200,000 business and they get that jump, it's probably not legit. Yeah. You know, it, it's people, just not authentic. They're not willing to put in the, the work, the effort for it. Isn't because that, it's a lot of work. It exactly. Is, Isn't yeah. that the problem though with entrepreneurship? It's hard. <laughs> it's hard work. It's yes. hard work. <laughs> um, and if we can start working a little bit smarter and be willing to work hard, um, but it, to have, I, I believe, to have a strong social media following, it's a full-time job. It is. And either you better have a team, either you better have the time to do it, but if you're having the time to do it, you better be, that better be your business. Yeah. But if you're trying to run a business and build your social platform at the same time, it's hard to do. And so either you better be having somebody in your team or be willing to outsource it to somebody who knows what they're doing, who can take, like, care, of it for can you. take care of it for you, like you guys. Um, but you got to make sure that you guys share the same core values. Mm-hmm. You know, we did. I did hire. I did outsource our social for a long time. I had a social um, social media manager. She ran her own company and she did a great job. But we also hired some outside folks, and they were doing some pretty black. They used to call it. I don't know if they still call it black hat mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. 
And when I found that out, I said, stop, no. Do you understand, like, my brand is that's, about integrity. That's, it's my face <laughs> on the line. Yeah. <laughs> you know, here's a guy who won the National Business Leader of Integrity Award, and we're doing this kind of stuff. It doesn't compute, dude. You're fired. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but no, again, no. that takes guts because the easy thing would have been to let him go. Like, on the wall over here in our office, there is a saying that says, choose the hard right over the easy wrong. Mm. The hard right is to call somebody on their crap and say, no, we're not going to do that. The easy thing would be let it ride. Oh, wow, I saw 3,000, you know, likes, like, or sure. whatever, followers, or boost today. How did that really happen, though? Yeah, what, 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 what went down? So yeah. that's, the, that's the easy wrong. The hard right is saying, okay, we're going to take it slow and easy and steady and do it the right way. And the slow and easy steady takes a long, it does. long time. It I is. think building a social brand is actually harder than building an actual business. I think, yeah, you're probably right on that because it comes down to Matter reputation and connect and connectivity, right? Yeah. You've got to actually connect with people. Because I, I do see, like, I'll go do a speech, for instance. Let's say that there's 500 people where I do a keynote speech. I may do a giveaway, right? Mm -hmm. Hey, if you want this electronic version of this book, you know, I'll use, like, lead digits or something like that and they'll send me a little text and I'll see a big bump that day and then over time they start to start dropping them off yeah right? because they realize listen, I connected with them on stage but I don't I don't need to hear from him more as frequently mm -hmm. right but the people that hang on those are the people who really are digging my stuff and I really just stopped looking at the number of likes about a year ago because I was starting to drive, and my, my Melissa, who you know, my assistant, I was driving her nuts with this. Is like, how come we're not getting so many likes? There's many likes on this or that one. And it was like killing me, right? Um, and I said, you know what? There are a lot of people who are seeing it, but they're not liking it. Mm -hmm. Big deal, you know? Is engagement important? Being able to measure the engagement? Of course it's important. But my value, my personal worth, does not need to be tied to the number of likes. I and I think that's a beautiful today. point that you bring up because so many people live their life as if it's about how many likes they get on each photo. Mm -hmm. You know Gary Vaynerchuk, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, he talks about this all the time. All the time. Right. I think it's pretty much like every single video he makes. Right, He's just yeah. like, you guys need to stop caring. Yeah. But how many likes you get and how many, I mean like for example, take me, I post content on the daily. Yeah. Sometimes I get, you know, five, 10, 15, 100, 1,000, whatever. I don't care, I don't yeah. check those because I'm yeah. just like, yeah my why is bigger than this micro five, 10 likes that I may or may not get, you know what I'm That's saying? Right. Yeah. Like in 10 years, what kind of impact am I going to make? Oh, you know what? Fuck the impact, all right? Think about this. Imagine in 20, 30 years, your kids can watch your life in front of you. That's exactly what That's I, awesome. Because <laughs> that stuff does not go away, right? Yeah, so that's there forever. And I realized, that's such a great point, both my kids follow me on social media. And it's interesting when I see that they have watched something, you know, an Instagram story or they've Oh, and I bet they walk around like talk that. about you all the time, like, hey, look what he does. Oh, like, I don't know about that. But. I'm sure, I'm sure, I mean, listen, I, I thought the same thing with my, my family, yeah. but they, 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 people talk. Yeah, I know. People just, talk. I, I'm yeah. teasing. Uh, I, there's a fine line between them being proud of me and me totally embarrassing them. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a 50 something year old dad, of course. Hey, you're up to a lot of good things. Yeah. Well, I'm trying, you know, and I think that, um, Listen, we're living in the best times in the history of the world right it is, now. Yeah, right now, yeah. I mean, how many people, in the, at least in North America, 
most people's lives are better today than their grandparents mm -hmm. were. I don't want to be living back then where, like, I remember my grandparents telling stories about them having to shovel coal into their stove to heat the house. I don't have to do that. <laughs> Just click a button. Yeah. <laughs> From your <right>. phone. <laughs> right, exactly. Or, you know, anyway, there, there's tons of stories yeah. like that, right? I remember my grandparents talking about they, they used to hunt rattlesnakes because there were so many rattlesnakes where they lived. I don't, oh, have, I don't have to do that, right? <laughs> most people in the US, Canada, Mexico don't have, to, most of us are better off than, than our grandparents were or their grandparents were. Um, and social media and the internet obviously is, is help that. There's, we have access to information, we have access, any, not because of social media, anyone can start a business. Anybody, at any time, teenagers can start a business. From your fingertips. From your fingertips. Mm -hmm. It's freaking awesome. You can start something for awesome. them. Well, that's the funny thing, though. I mean, I, I hear some of my contemporaries, when I say contemporaries, like in this capacity, that are about my same age, and they start bad mouthing millennials or Gen Zs or whatever it is about, um, and you name it, right? There's always stereotypes. They're not like, they don't have enough grit. That's what I've heard. Don't have enough grit. They're looking for things to be handed to They're them. wussies. They don't They're wussies. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. And guess what? Gen, you know, the greatest generation, my. Father used to badmouth us. It's gonna. Well, it's, it's a cycle it's that always, will never end. <laughs> but also, look at the great things that are being created by these folks. You know? I think I am really optimistic about our future. 100%, I really, yes, I re really, I really am. Um, are there things that we ought to be learning from the people who have been down the path before us? Of course. But the great thing is, they can be learned. You know, um, and I'm very optimistic. Like I said, I've got this love-hate relationship uh, with social media and with all things internet. Um, but for the most part, I think it's been a, a definite net gain, net good over a net negative or detriment to society. I think connectivity for crying out loud. Oh yeah, that's huge. That's a huge. Listen, I think it, nothing has changed about humans since day one. I think the biggest innovators in the world have realized that, and that's why they were able to innovate. Because if you look at any sort of industry, whether it's your industry or the transportation industry. Mm -hmm. It's kind of been the same since the beginning of Stone Ages. The only difference is it just got better, 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 better. It's not like something just boop out of nowhere. And every time it got better and better, that generation said, oh man, this sucks, I can't believe. So it's always the same constant repetition. It's, it what comes we, down to perception at the end of the day, honestly. I, I think that you're right uh, on that. My sense is that people are longing, longing, like a soul longing, hurting for community. And mm -hmm. sense of connectedness, right? Um, and that is what I believe social media is, is doing, and gaming, and those kind of things, right? The esports um, world is something else. What's that? The esports e world. Any, yes. any of that stuff, right? Yeah. When my son several years ago <clears throat> was really getting into gaming and that kind of thing, I was very fearful that he was like not building relationships with his friends and going out and playing. So we, I limit the amount of time that he has on the computer. But you know what brings me some real joy? When I hear him in his room and he's laughing his head off <laughs> when he's gaming with his friends. And I can hear, because he's got the speakers going, I can hear his friends saying things. And, and they're playing. They are interacting socially. He's yeah. getting social engagement. He's at school during the day. He's doing the sports and that kind of thing. But I couldn't do that when I was a kid, you know? And so in some ways, he's getting almost more socialization than I was getting. And so your point about perspective is, yeah, it's, I think it's about, we just need to switch our perspective. It's, 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 it's all it is in anything in life, it's perception.
Yeah. It's perspective. Yeah. You can either view technology as the the, 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 the end of things and the thing that's going to end the world, like, you know, this AI taking over concept. Or you can look at it as, hey, we're innovating so much to a point where humans are now uh, have access to any sort of information yeah. within your fingertips. Yeah. Think about that. Well, it like, is. It, it, listen, I think there's been science fiction for a long, long time. But we we do seem to be at this the cusp, right, where we are going to be blending. We're currently blending humans and technology. It's really going to it is going to really cross over, right? Mm. And this AI humanoid kind of whatever we're going to be creating here, and probably, frankly, it's probably being created in China right now. It's probably already made, you know, somewhere. Um, I have no idea. <laughs> I, I'd yeah. lay dollars to donuts that it's that they're working on it right now, right? Um, that is an interesting thing to be thinking about, right? It is. It's a whole another uh, topic to get into. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But anyway, so but social, I think is. Uh, I think it's pretty powerful when used appropriately. I would just really advise people, don't get seduced by the people who aren't w willing to get real, you know? Um, and if you're trying to find a guru that's out there, just do a little bit of research on them because um, there are a lot of gurus who are selling sacks of crap um, who've never built a real business beyond building their social platform. Mm -hmm. um, and getting people to subscribe and buy their course. But you know what's interesting? A part of me, a little, little small part of me just sits there sometimes and laughs because I'm just like, yeah. yeah, they're scammers, but they built a business. They, oh, they, they <laughs> built a business, no doubt. You but, know what I mean? But know what you're getting into. Yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. That's what I'm saying. Sure. Buyer beware. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. And if that's what they truly are saying, say, hey, I built my platform to a million and I can show you how to do it too, that's different. And say, I can teach you entrepreneurship <laughs> by buying my program because I have a million followers. Completely different. Yeah, building yeah, a bricks yeah, and mortar business is. is completely different than building a million dollar follower base yeah. on Instagram. That's like, I, I understand. Listen, integrity, for everybody that's watching right now, integrity, all this, like, I, I, I understand this is the wrong way to do it. It's just my, I guess, the part of me that sometimes, you know, sits there and thinks about all these innovations that is happening around yeah. me. I start laughing because I'm like, they built a seven-figure business out of it, you know? Yeah, and <laughs> for, for them. Yeah. I'm not taking anything from it. Listen, there, there's a guy that um, that I think does a great job, and he does show the cars, and he does show the Lambos, and he does show all the houses and all that kind of stuff, but he's also built real businesses, yeah. too. So there are guys like that, mm -hmm. um, but I know him. I've interviewed I mean, he's interviewed me. I've been on a show. We've talked. We've gone deep. So I know that he's the real deal. I'm just saying there are some people... Oh yeah, we're now 100%. modeling that. The I agree. The facade. You pull the curtain back, and there's nothing there. Mm -hmm. That's all I'm saying. Just be careful on who you choose. I live my life based on what you just said because our vision as a company is to make sure that we connect the dots with the real moguls in the world. Yeah, yeah. that's the whole reason why we call it mogul inside. Yeah, yeah. Because I want to bring on the real deal people yeah. who know what they're doing to talk about the real stuff. Yeah. And not just, oh, hey, look at me, I have a million followers kind yeah. of deal. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, well, I think the moguls that are changing the world are those who aren't just focused on, I don't know, I guess they build their company and they look beyond the bottom line. They're not just looking at what's the balance sheet look like. Those folks, that I, those moguls, I love that word too, and I use it often, they're building great people, right? If you want to do great things, you got to be a great person. If you want to build a great organization, you have to have great people. And when you realize, I think I've shared this with you, you guys before when you are here a couple of weeks ago, 
is that um, when I went to Stanford's executive program, uh, we had a professor who said, listen, when you're building an organization, you're building a business, and a lot of you are trying to build an empire, you need to be a problem solver. If you're a leader, you need to be a problem solver. And in business, all problems fall under these four categories, people, product, process, and profit, the four Ps. Okay, listeners, <laughs> viewers, if you're running a business, can you think of your business, or is there any problem you're having that's not a people, product, process, or profit problem? Probably not. Probably not, yeah, okay. I'm trying to right. think. Okay. Think <laughs> yeah. about it. Yeah. So uh, then I started doing my coaching and mentoring and growing my businesses. And and when I started connecting the dots, I went back and thought, well, gosh, okay, I've got this product problem. I've got this profit problem. I've got this process problem. And then I started thinking, all right, how am I going to fix these? I went back to my days in special forces when everything was built around strengths. You know what you got if you got a product, process, or profit problem? You got a people problem. At the end of the day, all problems in business are people problems. People problems. So you better have, if you're, if you're a mogul, you're trying to build an empire, you better have not only a decent IQ, just like can you navigate society, you better have a really high EQ. Mm -hmm. Do you know how to bring out the best in people? Can you see potential in people that they can't even see in themselves? You know, Can you build a team by bringing people together who might have different agendas, but they buy into this mission because they believe in it, right? If you can do those things, that's how you change the world, right? Um, and so you need to be really good with people. And if you're one of those folks, it doesn't mean that if you're an entrepreneur and you know, you're not great with people, that you're not gonna do great things. You better be able to bring someone into the organization who can, mm -hmm. right? Who understands people. But at the end of the day, it's all about people. Because sometimes, I'm sure you've had this as a leader. I mean, I've had this where mm -hmm. I would bring someone on to the team not necessarily, I've actually hired someone before, mm -hmm. not necessarily based off of their experience, but based off of something I saw in them. You know, I that's was like- the right way to do it. You know, like you may not see it in yourself, but I see it and that's why I wanna bring you on. And I've actually had discussions with people where sometimes they're like, wait, why Why did you choose me? Why are we here? That's and so I, good. So listen, <laughs> you, we were talking about my book, Victory, earlier before yeah. the, the show started, um, that you know, some of your folks are reading it and they're liking it. Well, one of the things I talk about in there, in there is this exact topic. In our organization, yes, do we go through the formal interview process? Of course we do. Do we look at resumes? Of course we do. Um, but experience is probably number eight on the list when we're trying to bring people into the organization. The top three things are this, motivation, integrity, and capacity. Motivation, motivation integrity, integrity, and capacity. capacity. We want people to want to be here. Okay. We want people who look at life like, I get to get up in the morning. I get to go in and make a difference today. I get to go to work and be on this team today. Yeah. Those are the people that I want, right? Mm -hmm. Next thing is integrity. Hopefully that's self-explanatory. Sure. But Somebody motivation who... without integrity is dangerous. You can, Motiv you can, okay. Motivation without integrity is dangerous. You can, have a, you can be highly motivated, but you lack integrity, and that's what gets you in trouble. 100%, right? yep. Mm -hmm. And then capacity. Most of us will get into business we want to grow the business, right? And if I'm not hiring somebody who has the capacity to grow with us, then it's going to stagnate. It's going to prohibit us uh -huh. from growing, mm -hmm. right? So the ideal is motivation, integrity, and capacity to grow so that I don't have this revolving door of new team members coming in because the intellectual DNA or institutional DNA from someone who's been in an organization for several years is powerful. Mm -hmm. So when you have those types of people, what I once they've been around the organization for a while, I call them the wise sages of the organization. If you can build an organization that's full of wise sages and then young Turks, the new blood who brings in new ideas, 
Those are the organizations. Those are the leaders that build empires. That's the yep. That's the mixture right there. Yeah. You know, I I think I don't know if you'd agree with me on. I think the one thing millennials don't have is integrity. Oh, not more. all of them. Not all of them. I've I've met some who are mm-hmm. very integral. But what I've come to realize is the younger generation, due to the the fact that they get everything like that, yeah. they don't feel the need to be integral with let's say simple things like time. Mm-hmm. You know, like be mm-hmm. on time. Yeah, you yeah. know, they're either five, ten minutes, fifteen minutes late. It's whatever, not a big yeah. deal. You know, yeah. they don't think of that as a big deal. Yeah. When it's like for me, it's like no, I have to be ten minutes early. And I you have guys to be. always have been, by the way. Every time you guys have shown up here, <laughs> well, you're respectful yeah. of other people's time and you value other people's time. Hundred percent, and I, I, I see that. I see that, especially in business, because I've I've worked with younger people who just I feel like like small things like it's it's not the bigger things, it's the small things like being on time, showing up prepared, or something like you know sure. where they, they think they can just like wing stuff you know and I'm like well I have this conversation with my kids uh, all the time it's interesting that you should say that about the small things but you know there's a saying I think it's I I forget where I've I've heard it the first time but if I can't trust you with the small things I can't trust you with the big things I agree right yes and so those are just seeds or there's just just kind of a little sneak peek into someone's character Mm -hmm. if I can't trust you with the small things right um, I've got a, at my former company, we, we had hired a, uh, a new uh, president uh, at one point, and he was very tricky in what he would do to kind of build trust with people. Uh, and I think it was very clever the way he did it. He'd come in and say, hey, um, I'm a, I gotta go get my car out of the garage. And I need a buck to tip the valet attendant. Can I borrow a buck from you? <laughs> right? And you think, well, of course, here's a buck. You need to pay me back, <laughs> sure. right? Yeah. He said, I'll pay you back tomorrow. And sure as shit, you got that dollar back the next Tomorrow, day. Yeah. Why? He was trying to show you that you can trust me. You can trust me. Yeah. Just on a really small, even the small things, little yeah. risk, mm-hmm. right? And it's very clever, right? That's I a smart seeing, tactic. I started seeing a little pattern here, you know, uh, with him, and I thought that's very clever, right? If I can't trust you with the small stuff, I can't trust you with the big stuff. Um, so I thought that was clever, and um, it's interesting that you bring that up. But you know, I, I have contemporaries that I don't trust either because I know that they don't they lack integrity. So I don't know that it's a millennial thing. Um, Maybe because I'm on the younger side, that's what that's I noticed. That's, that's what I focus. Yeah, I think it's a per, I think it's a human thing. It's just a natural. Okay, yeah. I, Maybe yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I just I guess <laughs> maybe because my group is more in the younger gen, so I kind of I've noticed it at least from like people my age. You know, what I've seen with with millennials is that there's a lack of distrust. There's a lack of trust with boomers and people that are about my age. And I think that that could be the Achilles heel that they think I'm smarter. I'm better than, than they are. Nah, that's the stupid that, thing that I hear all the that's time. A, that's a problem. I'm like, you're, you know, in your fifties. You said, yeah, yeah. So I'm 22. Yeah. So um, do the math. Yeah. You know, no matter how much I've learned, I'm mm-hmm. pretty positive you've learned more. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. kind of like that's how I look at it, and it's yeah. like, I think. Another problem that millennials may face is they lie to themselves a lot. Mm. They tell themselves that, you know, yeah, I'm smarter or everything will be fine. Or like, let's say, you know, if they catch themselves doing something, they let themselves slide. They're like, it's okay. It's not a big deal. I'm like. That's a slippery slope. That's a slippery slope that's going to get you nowhere fast. Yeah. There's a saying that I use a lot is that reality is your friend. And if you can't see reality, you need to have people who are bolder and brighter around you that are going to hold up the mirror and say, hey. Snap out of it. This is yeah. you're heading for a cliff if you're not really careful here. When we accept reality, or at least recognize, maybe not accept reality, but 
recognize reality, we can make course corrections in our lives and in our relationships and in our ways to improve, mm-hmm. uh, to actually get better. But if we live in fantasy land, that everything is going to be sunshine, lollipops, and rainbows, and that there's, um, you know, the, the bad decisions I'm making are not going to come back and haunt me, we're going to drive our life right off a cliff. And I think that's why these social media, quote unquote, gurus have become so popular because they're showing off a life that people wish they have. Yeah. So yeah. they follow them because they're like, oh, at least I can see it from someone else's lens. Yeah. And it's like, that guy is living pretty depressed, you know? Yeah, that's right. I've actually came to, I have a lot of social media influencer friends. Yeah. And you know what's funny? Those guys don't have friends. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they have a million followers, but they hit me up on a Saturday because they got nothing to do. It's very interesting. You know, there was a woman, I forget her name now, and I need to go back. I've tried to bring her into conversations a couple of times. She was a very uh, high profile Instagram model. Mm-hmm. And she had millions of followers, and it looked like her life was all sunshine, lollipops, and rainbows. And then she went public and said, I am miserable. I have considered suicide. That one shot that you saw me that I posted on Instagram took nine hours to do. Jeez. I don't, like you said, I don't have friends. Um, I am totally obsessed with this. I'm driven by the likes and the comments that I get. And this little thing right here took me 50 tries to do it. Um, and you're right, it's very sad. I mean, that's what you build your life around. We, this is why I went back earlier. We are longing. We have this deep, deep longing to be connected, yep. to be accepted, to be approved, to be loved, which is why it's this romance game thing is yeah. working, right? Mm-hmm. Because you know, someone is showing, these scammers are showing these women a little bit of attention that they're not getting in the, the real, real world, real world mm-hmm. right? So I guess if I would say, hey, exercise caution when it comes to social media, that should not be the limit of your life. You must also have personal deep relationships with people as well. You know, the physical touch, the eye contact, mm-hmm. um, breaking bread together. There's something intimate when we have a meal sure. with somebody. Oh, 100%. You know? And that's really what we're, we're looking for. So social media can get you a long way down the, the field on building a, a brand. Um, but you also have to have the real personal connections. I think uh, you said well. something really cool, which I believe if people were to follow, would fix everything, which is just keep it real. Yeah. Keep it real with yourself. Yeah, right. Like if you keep it real with yourself, when you look at the social media guy, you're like, oh, this life's not that great. And if you keep it real with yourself, you'll realize that a lot of things, a lot, I, it's really, I think that's like the big domino that if you just tip over, well, everything but, else will But that up. takes guts. It takes courage to face yourself in the mirror. Having not done that for years and living be- lived behind a mask for years, at the end of the day, I wasn't courageous enough to face it, though. Yeah. And I think that courage changes everything. Sure. Courage, if, if, if your listeners would take one thing away from it, be courageous. Reality is your friend. Um, and let's do the hard work. Sure. People are afraid to work hard nowadays. Not nowadays. People are always afraid to work hard. But the payoff is huge. The payoff is so huge. That's what I try to tell people all the time is just be willing to grind it out. Mm-hmm. I am not the smartest guy. I don't have the biggest bank account. I don't have the biggest network. But if you put me <laughs> against just about anybody, I'm not going to quit. Sure. I'm going to be hanging on by yep. my fingernails. Outwork everyone. You know? yep. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I'm going to out hustle, outwork, out be more tenacious than anybody around me. And um, that's kind of how I've continued to survive. Um, and hopefully that people find that attractive and they want to come and join the team. You know, it's interesting you say that because I've been thinking a lot about this recently, which is, I want to get your opinion on this. Mm-hmm. What do you think, what, what, what's the key differentiator between somebody like Jeff Bezos and somebody like your local business owner? 
why did why did why did Bezos get to his level and why did the local business owners stay there? Well, one thing is desire. I know a lot of local business owners who are very happy with that, and there's nothing wrong mm-hmm. with that. I think that's one of the problems that uh, we have in society. Again, is comparing ourselves to other people or judging other people by, hey, my desire is to grow an empire, and they just want this one ice cream shop. Why are they thinking so small? Because that's that's what they needs. want. Yeah, their their quality of life. The time with their family is more important because if you want to grow, if you want to grow an organization like Jeff Bezos is grown, Amazon, you're not going to have a exactly. Social life. Ask him how many hours he, he puts <laughs> in. Are you willing to do that? Most people aren't willing to do that. Yeah. It's painful. Yeah. So Jeff Bezos, this is what he chose to do. I met him once year, years ago, and um, interesting dude, right? But he was willing to eat crap. Is the way. Gary Vee said, he said, eat yep. shit, right? Mm-hmm. Are you willing to eat the shit? Well, he was willing to eat the shit. He was willing to work 24-hour days sometimes if that's what it took, right? Sure. Most people, it gets 5 o'clock, and they're willing, I'm done. You're out. You know? Um, exactly, I'm out. Um, or what? I've got I've got plans this weekend. Well, it's not necessarily even like the 5 o'clock thing. It's like taking on bigger projects, bigger financial risks. That's a huge thing too. Being yeah. af- Not being afraid to fail. How yeah. many failures has Bezos and Amazon had over the years? Tons, tons. And they're willing to innovate, right? A lot of the small business owners, I, I, one thing I think it's desire. They're happy with that. But most of us are so afraid to fail that um, we are always gonna stay small. They don't take the shot. They don't take their shot is a good way to put it. Um, innovation. Change does not happen without failures. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't have electric lights. We wouldn't have any of this technology that we have if someone hadn't been willing. Yeah, Edison to fail. had what, a thousand tries. That's what he says, and he didn't say it was failures. He called them thousand. What he said, like nine hundred ninety-nine different ways that yeah. didn't work. Right, <laughs> right. To, yeah. to try again, to yep. improve, right? And that's and I every, think every, I think I remember like that way. I think one of his like nine hundredth try, he actually created something separate. That yeah. That we don't even know about. I think yeah. it's used in like in some sort of. Uh, I, I don't. I don't. I don't remember. I don't want to quote anything out of. Like I'm not trying to. You know. Yeah. But, but I. I, I get I, the point though. Every innovation yeah. that, that we've had has come from failures. And the more you innovate, the more you try, you realize, hey, this might not work for this particular project, but maybe I can spin this off and do something else with it. And that's it over Amazon and over for again. you. It started as a bookstore. Right. Think about it. And now Crazy, he's. Right? Largest retailer. Ever. Taking over the world. Yeah. Exactly. So you know we're coming. Unfortunately, close to the time. This conversation is so well. <laughs> so I want to I want to end it off with this. So speaking yeah. of moguls and all these big players, I yeah. want to talk a little bit about you. Okay. What are the top three values that you keep yourself accountable to at on a daily basis? Mm. Like if you have something that you can share well, with the audience. Yeah. Um, so if I can use values or character traits, sure. uh, is that okay. Um, so integrity is really. Key to me, loyalty is really important. It's hard to build a team if you can't get people to be loyal to you or believe uh, in, in the mission. Tenacity, which is more of a trait, I guess, um, is really valuable. I I said this on a podcast recently that um, kind of has resonated with people, so maybe your listeners will like this, that tenacity eats talent for lunch. Um, there are a lot of really highly talented people out there that are living great lives of mediocrity because when the going got tough, they just quit. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of folks who are really super tenacious, like the folks like Jeff Bezos, for instance, we're talking about him, Elon Musk. I mean, Elon Musk, genius, genius yeah. billionaire, but when he was trying to get the Model S out, he was sleeping in the factory 
yeah, yeah. factory floor or wherever on the on desk or whatever, he was willing to be tenacious to make sure it got done. Most of us aren't willing to do that. So be really tenacious. So I guess um, integrity, loyalty, tenacity are three pretty You have to things. have some sort of uh, crazy side of you. Well, you do. I think it's funny. <laughs> I had <laughs> crazy. Um, now I sometimes think psychopathic even, like because it's like yeah. So I have a mentor who told me years ago that um, Larry, you are an egomaniac with an inferiority complex. <laughs> and I, that was like a kick in the gut when he first said it, and he said, "All right, let me explain. You're an egomaniac in that somebody says you can't do something, you're gonna prove them wrong. You're gonna prove them wrong." Yeah. Against all odds. Just because. Just because. You be, you believe you can do stuff that I other people it. don't think you can. Yes. The inferiority complex is you're always looking over your shoulder, thinking you don't measure up, thinking that someone's out to get you, um, and there's a sense of paranoia about it, that if I'm not getting up and doing this, somebody else is, or someone else is looking, whatever. There's, oh there my. is a little bit of sense of yes, paranoia yes, yes. about you. And, um, and so after he said that, I started looking at all these high achievers that I was meeting, and we started talking about it, and I, I think that is just a general trait among high achievers and innovators and entrepreneurs. 100%. We're, we're egomaniacs with inferiority complexes, thinking that someone's going to, they're after us, they're chasing us. <laughs> I had a mentor of mine tell me that there's also a level of ignorance Ignor in what we do. Because you, you like we talk to. big, we, we speak so big in these visions. and Oh, listen, if we, if, you know we I mean? accept, if we, if there wasn't a sense of ignorance is bliss, if we really did accept reality, I know this, I'm kind of flying in the face of reality is your friend thing, right? <laughs> but if we didn't live in the dream world, there's probably, we probably, there's probably a lot of things that we wouldn't do. Yeah, I, right? I agree 100%. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, you, you hit it spot on. I've, uh, so far, everyone I've interviewed, so everyone yeah. I've spoken to, very similar things. Is that right? Yeah. And what's interesting, as you said, Elon Musk sleeping on the floor, dead of creating a Tesla. Yeah. You know, that sounds like fun to me. Yeah. Right. Like to me, that yeah. sounds like I want to do well, that. Well, it would be very you interesting. Know? I, I want to write a book. I want to do research on relationship, personal relationships that these folks have had. Right. Uh, I, I burnt, sadly, I burned through a marriage. Um, and uh, because a bunch of reasons why we burned through it. But one of the things was, I don't think that she understood the journey that she was about to go on with, with an entrepreneur. Yes, yes. Uh -huh. You know, and you better make sure that the person, your love interest, knows what's going to be going on. You, have to you might make millions on. one year and you might make nothing the next year. There might be times when it's 50 hour work week and there might be times where it's, you know, I don't see you for a couple of days because this project is coming down the pike. Um, so, in there are some people who need to have their significant other or their spouse work the traditional Monday through Friday, nine to five kind of gig. But if you're not willing to sign up for that, I just ex exercise caution. I believe in being very direct. Listen, if you don't like me, all right, this is what I have to offer. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I am not willing. The thing is you mean about relationships. 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 Yeah, romantic relationships. Sure. Like, if I meet someone, I'm going to tell them straight up, okay, this is me. Yeah. I'm crazy, I'm highly motivated, <laughs> and I will do anything it takes to get my business to the level I want to get to. Yeah. Even if that means sacrificing time with you. <laughs> I said, I had a similar conversation with somebody recently. I said, listen, I am undateable for the following <laughs> reasons. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and um, I agree, most people don't have that, that direct uh, early on conversation sure. uh, yeah, with somebody. And it's sad because there are a lot of great people out there that I'd love to be 
building relationships with. But, um, but the season that I'm in my life right now with kids and, and everything else, uh, growing the company and you know launching this fund and everything else that's going on, um, yeah, it's hard to be dateable and growing your business at the same time. It's not to say that it can't be done. It's totally doable, it's but, hard. But, the, but, the, but the person on the other side needs to understand that. Uh -huh. And I think the person on the other side, too, has to kind of be kind of similar to you. Where like since you're out of the house, maybe she does something on her own. She uh -huh. has a project. She starts something. She so it's not really a big deal, you know. It's like yeah. come home. We just talk about. <laughs> right. The thing is, I actually he called me out on this. My one of one of my guys. He told me he's like Adam, you need to learn to socialize. And I'm like, what mm -hmm. do you mean? He's like, all you talk about is business. And I'm like, I don't know how to talk about anything else. To yeah. be honest, I, I don't I, I don't I don't really. It's like when people talk about just regular life things, I'm just like sitting there that quiet. Is that is your business. I mean, that is your life. <laughs> and the, and the, the interesting thing is, there's a somebody recently that I've been been talking to, and she gets that right, and she can talk about business, and she yeah. can talk about a lot of uh, very interesting things as, as well. But um, it, it's interesting. I think the more that we know ourselves, the easier it is to cut ties with people in our lives that don't match our core values or our strengths or whatever. And I don't want to get like, I don't want this to sound heartless, but I really encourage everybody to take the Colby A index, the Clifton Strength Minders, and maybe a couple other assessments. But one is, I think particularly if you're going to a love relationship, there's a book called The Five Love, Langu Five love Languages. Yes. And, um, and so if your significant other, if you don't understand what their love languages are and they don't understand what your love languages are, there's going to be problems. Good luck. Yeah, exactly. Good mm -hmm. luck. And so I think that, like for instance, let's let's say that I'm. It's going to be very difficult if I'm putting in 80-hour work weeks, and my love interest, uh, number one love language is quality time. That's going to be really hard to do. If I'm working 80 hours, how am I going to give that person it's impossible. quality time? Right. Something's got to give uh, in there. But if it's words of affirmation or it's gifts, I could probably I can swing that. Probably, right? Mm -hmm. So I would just really encourage people, whether you're building a team, just trying to get the right people in your life, Colby A Index, Clifton Strengths Finder, and the five, the five love languages. And how do you, how does someone like you turn off? Like, do you ever what? stop? Just stop. What? Like, stop. Do you get home? <laughs> yeah. Do you get home yeah. and you're just like, yeah. I'm done. I can't. I haven't figured it out no, yet. So if you have no. any advice, I would, I would no. really appreciate it. <laughs> no. Um, I have friends who say, hey, dude. Um, you need to stop. You need to stop. Like last night was a good <laughs> example where I just had a really long day, and a friend of mine said, "Hey, come on down. You know, come down to Laguna. Let's have uh, you know a couple of drinks with some friends." And so I did, and it was like, "Oh my gosh, I, I actually needed this." But guess what? Sixty percent of the conversation was all night work, business, business, <laughs> and it was awesome because we you laughed, loved it. Yeah, we laughed and we talked about the stupid mistakes I've made or that they've made, and I walked away feeling fulfilled, right? Because. Again, I was getting the community, I was getting the laughter, and the, um, social, yeah, yeah. And the social stuff, and walked away with a couple of really decent ideas. And I went back and spoke to Melissa this morning, hey, I got this idea last night, let's figure out how to implement it. So even in a social gathering, I was learning from it. <coughs> what I would encourage you to do as a you know younger empire builder is look for the warning signs. When you start to burn out, you can't wait until you burn out to actually take time off. Hmm. You can't. It's too late because you've you've damaged too many people. You because you probably got short, grumpy, said things you shouldn't have said, made some bad decisions. Um, so you, you got to find some way to recharge. So for me, it might go to the shooting range or go throw axes or go on a hike with my son or spend time with my dog. Every day, 
I'm doing something like that just to get a little bit of a re recharge, uh, right? But turning off, I don't, I don't know what that means. My brain is always, it's always going, working. It's always, always. Working. Yeah. I'll be walking down the street and I'll see an empty retail store. I say, oh, that'd be a great place for whatever. And all of a sudden, I'm starting to run, you know, <laughs> mathematical equations like price per square foot. I'll go to the Honda Center to watch a hockey game and I'm figuring out, okay, how much have they taken? Let's see, let's see this. A thousand empty seats in <laughs> doing the math and yes. like you run their here. business or something. Yep. That's the way my brain works. That's how you right? are, yeah. And um But I think that's the beauty. I think that's that's what we lo love so much about entrepreneurship. Yeah. Is the fact that idea, implement, boom, reality. So I think one it's way to, like, I don't know if you can turn off or stop, but I would say combine it. One of the things that came out of uh, my uh little social inter inter interaction last night was a friend of mine who is having a birthday cruise uh, next August. And who's going to be on the birthday cruise? People that you know, you turn on the TV and see entrepreneurs that you would know on uh. TV and entertainers are going to be on this cruise. It's a private cruise that I've been invited to go to. It's going to be a business cruise. I mean, it's a birthday cruise, but there's going to be business happening there as well. So sure. I'm combining the social with the business at the same time, and I get away from the office. And I'm going to come back with energized and relaxed and full of a bucket full of ideas, right? So stopping, I don't it know. It never happens. I don't know. Maybe combining it with, with... Yeah, because that's what I naturally do as I combine it. Yeah, but I've never good. been able to just stop. And I think I if I know. stop, I have I end up losing oh, my... Oh, here's, here's, here's what you do. All right, so... I think I get where we're going on this. Every morning I do a morning routine, okay? And it's generally between seven minutes and 25 minutes. I do meditate. Okay. All right? I do affirmations. Some people might call them prayers, whatever it is, right? So every morning before I check social media, before I check email, uh, before I even brush my teeth, um, I make my morning smoothie, green drink, and um, I go through prayers, meditations, positive thinkings about the day. I don't think about balance sheets. I don't think about how full were our hotels last night. I don't think about overtime. I don't think of any of that kind of stuff. But the positive mantras and readings that I do always have a positive impact on my business. Mm -hmm. And part of the morning mantra uh, that I do is I, I promise myself that I'm gonna be looking for the little miracles throughout the day. I promise myself that I'm gonna help somebody some way that day, hmm. whether it's holding the door for somebody at Starbucks or helping somebody put their luggage in the overhead compartment on a plane. I promise myself that I'm gonna be doing that. Again, if you wanna do great things, you have to be a great person. So that is one time I guess I stop and get intentional about how's my day gonna go. I find that when I do that, I bless- It sets less, you up. Exactly, it sets mm -hmm. me up for success. Oh, by the way, I make my bed uh, in the morning. <laughs> um, because sometimes that's the only victory I have. Wow. Sometimes when I come home at night and I that's walk into the, my bedroom, it's the only thing that's you've the done right. only thing I've done right. Damn. And at least I feel good going about that, right? Think, yeah. Think about, think think so. about when you come home and you've not made your bed and you walk into your bedroom and you think, and you've had a terrible day. <laughs> I am such a freaking loser. I can't even make my bed. Isn't that what we tell ourselves sometimes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you walk in and your room looks organized and you're your like, I feel good. At least something's right. Exactly. Especially your sleeping place. Right. Yeah. And so um, I do that. I am pretty intentional uh, about that, but it does set my day up. And I find that I am more even keeled mm. throughout the day. I'm less on edge. Um, I'm not flipping people off as I'm driving down the five freeway or four or five freeway. I'm like, 
I'm much more chill. Okay. About yeah. when I'm more chill, I'm more creative. When you're on the edge, when you're full of anxiety, creativity is limited. It's limited. I'm starting. I started a new thing where every day I wake up and I speak out loud 15 things I'm grateful for. Okay. I'm grateful for this. I'm grateful for my mom, my dad, my. And at the end of the 15th one, I'm smiling, dude. That's and so I'm like powerful. ready to go, and it's like mm, ready to All crush right. it. So here's what I do. I'm so glad that you said this. So years ago, I used to carry around. Uh, my little to-do list. Very old school, uh, seven pieces of paper stapled together, and each piece of paper had different people that reported to me. So I had Melissa's name, I had my former spouse's name, I had our chief operating officer's name, or CFO, all the different departments. And if something came to my mind, I would write it on the to-do list, mm-hmm. right? And then here are the things that I need to do. Um, and what I realized I was doing, I was training my brain to continue to write things down. I had it right next to my bed at night, so in the middle of the night, if an idea came to me, it just put it there. I woke up and wrote it down. And so, now doing this all these years, I realize I'm not getting any sleep at night. Um, and really my brain ought to be filing all of this stuff at night. And so I stopped doing that. And so my mentor, the same guy who told me that I'm an egomaniac with an inferiority complex, told me you need to start doing a gratitude journal. He said, each morning when you get up in the morning, do your gratitude journal. Write down like what, what you're talking wow. about. Mm-hmm. Everything that you're grateful for. And if you have nothing that you can't think of anything, which should never happen, are you, are you alive? Are your, do you have both eyes? Are your hands working? Do you still have hair on your head? Yeah, you know, I, I, no, I write it down. And so what I realized when I was, um, by the way, then I was watching the news or Full Metal Jacket before I went to bed at night and realized, <laughs> no wonder I'm so screwed up. I realized I gotta stop doing my to-do list that way. I've gotta let my brain sleep and recover at night. And so now what I do is I do, I start, I jokingly say, I start my morning routine the night before. Mm-hmm. Now, before I go to bed, that's when I do my morning routine, I mean, my uh, gratitude journal. So studies have shown that we tend to wake up in the mood that we go to bed. Really? Right. Yeah. So if you go to bed anxious, huh? Right, you're gonna be anxious throughout the night and you're gonna wake up probably with some anxiety. But if I go to bed feeling, um, Grateful, grateful, motivated. joyful, motivated. I'm probably going to wake up that way, and so I do my gratitude journal at night. I dim the lights. I'm almost like I'm. I have an evening routine. I start to dim the lights, put on some nice music, um, brush my teeth, wash my face, start thinking about the gratitude stuff. Sit down in the chair and just get in touch. Okay, here's all the things that I'm grateful for. And if I'm so tired, I can't even do that. At least when I lay down in bed and I feel my body starting to rest, I'm at least listing all the things that I'm mentally. grateful for. Yeah, mentally, mm-hmm. and I may fall asleep while I'm listing all the grateful things. So that, I, gratitude is so powerful. It is like, it's high octane fuel, I think, mm-hmm. for your soul. I think it's when, you said the small things, right? Mm-hmm. Are you alive? I think it's when you realize those is when it becomes powerful. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily, I always catch myself, by the way, every day, I don't say I'm grateful for the bigger things. I never tell myself, oh, I'm grateful for the fact that I have friends. I usually tell myself I'm grateful for the fact that I'm alive. I'm yeah. grateful for the fact that I can talk. Yes. I could walk. Yeah. Biggest thing that always hits me, I get to go to work yeah. and do what I love to do yeah. every single day. Like yeah. that yeah. by itself is just mind blowing. And it if is. people and I and I tell people this all the time, I'm like, guys, listen, don't look at my life, don't look at your life, don't look at anyone else's life, look at your, look at yourself. I'm pretty sure you can find something that is very so special about yourself that if you were to dig deep, yeah. you'd realize, wow, I, I am really, really, really special. Like I've been yeah. given a 
a miracle. Well, we both use this word at this point, um, and it's, it changes the dynamics and meaning of that sentence so dramatically. And that is, I get to go to work. I get to, yeah. Not yeah. I have to. No. I get to. I'm given an opportunity. I've been blessed with this opportunity to make an impact on the world or my community or my family or my, my little team, whatever. <coughs> I get to, to do that. And if someone, I think, um, is feeling stuck, like they, they are like, oh, I've got to go and I've got to go work it. Pick the name of the company. I, I have to go do that. Just start changing that word. Change that mindset. There's a thing, fake it till you make it. Sometimes you do. I'm sorry. Sometimes you do have <laughs> Mentally, to just, yeah, yeah you, you just got to, you know? Um, so just try that. Try it for 30 days saying, hey, I'm gonna, whenever I say I have to do it, I'm going to switch and say, ah, I get to do it. It's not necessarily faking it. I agree with you. But it's more so like what you set out to see in front of you will happen. If you wake up in the morning, you're like, ah, oh, I have to go to work. Then somehow bad shit's going to happen at work. So what I say is you you find what you're looking for. Exactly. Exactly. I don't care what it is. If you're looking for good, you're going to find you're going to good. find good. Mm-hmm. If you go out intentionally looking for oh the bunch of idiots I've got to go work with today guess what That's you're going to see, you're gonna see a bunch of idiots <laughs> all day yep. right and then your brain's going to tell you see I was right and exactly. then you're just going to go in this self-fulfilling prophecy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. because we're all flawed right there's not one person in our organization who's perfect and I could choose to be nitpicky on all those things or I can choose to look at the great things and the value that they bring we almost lost a great team member in our organization because I stopped doing that you know it, there were some things that were just driving me nuts about this person and things about me that was driving this person nutty. We thought, let's just part ways. And then right at the departure, we said, wait a second, how much of this is my fault? And we both Mm -hmm. said, well, a lot of it's, you're bringing stuff, I'm bringing stuff, let's just deal with our own stuff. And thank goodness we were able to salvage the relationship. And now it's better than ever, Mm -hmm. right? It's more of a collaboration, right? And that only would have happened if, because of your high EQ. Yeah, that's right. It's exactly right. I love how this conversation is all yeah. kind of tailing back to what we originally started yeah, talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. EQ is powerful. If people don't know what EQ is, I would, I would encourage you. Daniel Goldberg, I think, was the author of that mm-hmm. book called uh, Emotional Intelligence, right? And for those who don't know, um, he started questioning, whatever happened to all those people who had really high IQs and they were the valedictorians in high school and they gra- graduated mag- magna cum laude in, in college? Whatever happened to those people? And after doing a lengthy study, they realized most, not all, most of them, though, are just living middle-of-the-road, mediocre lives. But the titans of industry, the people who are changing the world, the people who are leading amazing nonprofits and big businesses, they're the people who had, had high EQs. They knew how to get along with people. They knew how to be problem solvers. They could play well as team members. They were good winners and good losers as well. Those are the people that are really making an impact. Uh, on, on the world, not the people who had high IQs. Because when I was younger, I can tell you this, I used to be resentful of the people who were the really good students thinking, oh, they've got it all together because I was a bad student, right? Um, you want to see my report card? Hey, oh, oh <laughs> dude. I, 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 several years ago, I found my kindergarten report card and it was amazing. I was like, shit, I peaked in kindergarten. How <laughs> <laughs> sad is that? ended there. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, I, I was a very poor student uh, for a bunch of reasons. Would but you it, agree though that I don't think you were poor because it's, I think it was just not it wasn't it wasn't fulfilling for you because for me it was just boring. Like well, two, I know if I go to class and I focus, I'll get an A. Yeah, two things. Um, when I was younger, I still am, but I'm dyslexic, and it was not diagnosed until I went into the military. So 
most schools back then didn't know how to identify dyslexia. What they mm-hmm. thought was I was just a, I was lazy. So most dyslexics, as it turns out, are high performers and have high IQs. Albert Einstein, Winston Churchill, dyslexics. Lots really? of dyslexics that are out there. Well, one in four Americans have some form of dyslexia, as it, as it turns out. Um, and so, um, so that's number one. They didn't identify that. But number two, I think our education system is built, current education system that hasn't changed much in decades, was built for the industrial age. It was built to create factory workers, people who don't question authority. Right. Mm -hmm. You don't question authority. You go in because it's safety. I mean, if you don't follow the rules, you're going to lose a hand in the the factory. Follow the rules. That's what we were taught. Isn't there like a quote from the Rockefeller, one of the Rockefellers, he was kind of like saying, uh, I want a generation of workers, not innovators or something like that. Mm Yeah, and that's I've heard where, that before. Yeah, I've, I've heard that before, and it's absolutely true. Um, I got a friend, uh, Jessica Eves Matthews, who wrote a book about this, and she does keynote speeches on this this topic. Um, but I, so the education system, I think, has been flawed. Now there are more people who are te- more people. When I say people, I mean institutions um, that are implementing entrepreneurial programs, and they have um, they're changing curriculum to meet the way people learn, because we all learn a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. Some people are visual learners, some people have to actually be doing stuff. Um, but people like me, I can't sit in a classroom for six hours a day, taking notes, reading, and then taking a test. It doesn't make sense to me either, yeah. yeah. I have to have the one-to-one, teach me, show me, I get apply. I get more out of this stuff right here. Yeah, than anything else. Of course. Yeah, 100%. And I, and I, think, there, I think a lot of entrepreneurs fall into that. That kind of category, and yeah, I found school boring, very boring. I, it, it did not keep my attention uh, at, at all, and so I, it's one of the things. Like with my kids, like if they don't, I I love them to go to college. I think that education is really important. Plus, the college experience of building relationships. I think, I think that's sweet. I mean, like, but if they don't yeah. want to go, I'm cool with it. You got to serve. You're going to be doing something for a mm-hmm. couple of years before you go out into the workforce. Um, but um, until our education system changes wholesale, I think we're going to be stuck. I, I think we're, we're, we're not creating as many innovators. I mean, this is one of the reasons why I think there's a lot of innovators who are immigrating and we're pulling them in from other countries mm-hmm. uh, into Silicon Valley and uh, around the world uh, because people still, you know, we're bringing in people from India and China and, and all over the place because they understand there's great opportunity here. Sadly, I think that because we've lived in a pretty safe society for several decades, We've lack, we have lost the appreciation for what it means to be an American. Hmm. One of the books I'm writing right now is called Alpha American. And, um, and I'm talking about that. What does it really mean to be an American and to be an alpha, not a beta? Not, I, don't, I have no desire to be number two. Mm-hmm. I don't. It doesn't mean that by being alpha doesn't mean I'm going to crush everybody around me and I've got to no, be a no, jerk. No, no, no. It's, it it's a standard you put yourself there. Apex. I want to mm-hmm. be, be at the top. Right, and um, and I think that when we change our education system and we and we can really make a, a movement out of what we're talking about about serving other people, um, motivation, integrity, and capacity. How about just loving people mm-hmm. um, and building great businesses? That's where the alpha kind of comes in, and really supporting each other. And if we are all working in our strengths, doing great things, if we are all striving for excellence, imagine this: if every person in your organization, Adam. They were striving for excellence in everything that they did. How would your organization be different? Tip top shape. Tip top. <laughs> I right? feel awesome. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, it's just 
how would you feel in your own personal life if you knew that you weren't phoning in your performance with the relationship with your significant other, the relationship with your family and friends, you know, the way you manage your bank account, but you're really shooting for excellence and everything. And the great thing is this can be changed, mm-hmm. right? Um, we can change cultures for the, around that. And it doesn't mean, it doesn't mean that by me winning, you're losing. No, Life there's is not, so much abundance. Is, exactly. Yeah. It is not a zero-sum game, but Mm-mm. too many people, particularly, I mean, crying out loud, we can look at the pre- presidential candidates right now, right? And in the last election, too, that it was all about if I'm winning, you're losing. If you're losing, I'm winning. Life, that's not how life works. Mm-mm. It's just not. Not at all, because, like, life just continues mm-hmm. with or without you. Yes. You know what I mean? So, yes. so if you're going to be stupid enough to think that, if that person right there is killing it, that means there's no space for me. You have, actually the way I look at it is, hey man, if you've done it, then the hell, I can. Right? That's like, the way I look, oh, yeah. that's so interesting you say that. Yeah. yeah, I think there are a lot of entrepreneurs that have it. Hey, if they can do it, how hard can it be? Yeah. I can do it. Yeah, why, I can do it too. Why, why yeah. not me, yeah. right? That's what really got me interested in actually leaving the military originally, uh, right? I spent a bunch of years in the military and um, and I remember thinking of some knuckleheads who were in these countries. If they can do it, how hard can it be? Let me let me see if I can do that. And that got me into the entrepreneurial space, and then I mean into the university. And then when I started seeing uh, some business owners out there and working with some entrepreneurs who were really smart, but they were crappy leaders and they were you know low EQ, and they were still having some levels of success. I thought, well, crying out loud, if I take my leadership skills that I know, my high EQ, my ability to build teams. My creative, my creative juices. Why can't I do it? Sure. I mean, that's that's one of the crazy things about the American alpha characteristics that we were talking about earlier. Like, it's just kind of like, and it's what attracts people here. Whether you're an immigrant or you've been here for generations, why not me? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've traveled to now about forty-five different countries. Not as many as wow. That's wow. a lot that's for Americans, lot. but not as <laughs> there are a lot of people who travel to more, right? Sure. But I've traveled to socialist countries, I've traveled to capitalistic countries, I've traveled to a bunch of different countries, right? Most countries don't have that why not me. Mentality. Mentality. Like, mm. I mean, kind of like go to Bali, for instance. It's still a caste system there. If your grandfather was a woodcarver, you'd lay money to your father was a woodcarver. And guess what? You're probably going to be a woodcarver. Wow. Mm. There are a lot of countries that are like that. Or they don't see people, like think about Zimbabwe, for instance. They don't see a lot of entrepreneurs who are just killing it out there who can inspire them, right? They live in poverty wages and that's just the way it's gonna be. And there aren't tons of opportunities. That's, that's, this still is the land of opportunity. Even oh, in our worst days, the, the US it. is still the land of opportunity. Yeah. You, you're able to do anything you want out of thin air, especially with technology. Today. Well, this is what drives me nuts though. I think a lot of Americans uh, who have been here for multiple generations, they've never had to work. And so this is why I think there are a lot of immigrants who are coming here that are killing it in the entrepreneur space because they know the opportunities that, that, that they've got. That mm-hmm. this is a re- I'm gonna take advantage of this. So that is that does scare me a little bit, living here in Orange County. For your viewers who don't know, Orange County is one of the wealthiest counties in the, all of the US. It's a lot pretty of intense over here. Influence, exactly. <laughs> uh, it's pretty safe, yeah. right? Yeah, you can walk um, around at like three in the morning. And exactly, right. There's nothing happening. And so I've had to be careful with my kids to say, hey, 
we are living a blessed life by living here, but this is not reality. You live in a bubble. We're living in a bubble. Yeah. <laughs> and so I take them out as much as I can to other parts of the world to, That's awesome. uh, and other, other parts of the country to expose them to it so that they know the blessings that they've got and hopefully the lessons that they learn there they can bring back uh, to, the, to their lives and do great things. Um, but I, anyway, I still remain optimistic, but I want more of us like you and me talking about how great this, or, this country there's and so the much here. in this space, in this economy, yeah. with today's tools. Yes. You can do anything, mm -hmm. anything. And who knew a video gamer one day is going to be a millionaire? That's right. Who knew somebody who owns an Instagram account and yeah. takes pictures of his cat yeah. can be making a six-figure salary? Love it. Love Living it. life. Love it. You know, I, like, I, I, like... I take nothing from it. I think it is beautiful. That's that awesome. Yeah, that's so <laughs> but, sweet. My son obviously had to show me the other day, what was it, some game that was played a couple weeks ago where this 14-year-old won whatever it was, a couple like, hundred thousand yeah, dollars. Yeah, half a million dollars, something like that. I heard like, about that, yep. Believe me, oh, he was showing me that for sure. <laughs> <laughs> like, look, that. <Dad. laughs> I said, good, go do it. Yeah. Do it. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. So I just, it's it's a great country. Um, it's a great opportunity to be here. But I just think that the moon and stars are aligning. There's no better time for the entrepreneur class. I have and to ask you. social media is really going to, it's really one of the integral. It's not the only ingredient for success. I mean, because I think there's got to be spokes um, in there. But this is clearly, it's, um, it's a very, very, very important spoke. It is, it is. I have to ask you, what has the military taught you that you've taken over to entrepreneurship? I'm sure you've been mm. asked this before, but. Yeah, like a lot of things. Um, so let's see here. The thing that people talk about all the time, that I think even if you're not in the military, people recognize is that clearly, yes, discipline is really important. Um, um, you know, the ability to lead and the ability to follow is really important. Now, I didn't spend any time in the conventional military with the exception of basic training jump school, the basic schools that I went to. The rest of it was spent in special forces, which is unconventional military. Um, and in there, we focus a lot on strengths. Mm -hmm. So a special forces A team, there's 12 guys on a special forces A team. And they identify what your strengths are and you work in your strength. Mm -hmm. You get cross-trained in another strength. But um, I've taken that, I brought that over to the entrepreneurial space. This is why I do the Colby A index and the Clifton Strength Finders. Because I want to make sure that people are working in their strengths. Mm -hmm. When there are people working their strengths, their morale goes up, productivity goes up, turnover goes down. Those are all great things in business. I guess if there's one thing though that I recognized is that veterans, military veterans, when they put on the uniform, they went into the service. That's what they say, right? They went into the service. What does that mean? Well, they decided they were going to serve the country. Most people don't know this, but after World War II, for a couple of generations, veterans were starting businesses at a rate four times greater than the general population. Get, hmm. your, get your brain around, wow. around that, right? The number one indicator of success, according to the Small Business Administration, is veteran status. I've heard that. I heard that a number couple one. weeks ago. Yeah. Corn Ferry did a study that showed that veterans outperform their non-veteran counterparts almost two times. One, they're 1 1.8 times more likely to succeed in business than their non-veteran counterparts. Yeah, that's interesting. Right? Why is all of that? Well, when I'm doing my research, what I have kind of drilled it down to is one thing. Yes, leadership. Yes, all those. Sense of mission, all that. They're willing to serve. 
They have a service mentality about them. They're going to serve their team members. They're going to serve their clients. They work for they their employees. They serve, exactly. Uh-huh. Well, here's one of the things. Too. That's you, what a leader is. They, exactly. they lead by example. There yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. So you, you <laughs> use the term right now that I try to, I'm, I'm on a mission to banish a couple of words in, in the entrepreneurial space. I think that we, because words have meaning, right? I get for um, compliance issues, um, I get for you know tax purposes, we have to call the people who work with us employees. Sure, yes. What we call them in our organizations are team members. If I call those folks employees, they're gonna show up like employees. What, when's payday, boss? Thank God it's Friday, kind of thing. Oh, it's Monday, that's an employee mentality. But when you call them team members and you say, I expect you to act like a team member, guess how they show up? Like a, like like a, a team leader. member, which means we're our success or all failure, we're all in it together. I think I think like I think I think what makes a leader like you so great is you get to see the leaders within themselves. Yes. And you pull that out. Well you have to. I think that's one of the key things. You yeah. have to identify potential in people and say, I see this in you, because sometimes we don't see it in ourselves. So number one, I want to change the way people call the folks who work with us, not for us, team members. And number two is I want to we'll let the competition call the people that pay their bills the customers. I don't want to have customers. I want my competitors to have customers. I want clients. Clients are relational. Customers are transactional. Hmm. Clients stick around. Customers will do this transaction and they're gone and they'll go someplace else, hmm. right? Remember I talked about loyalty earlier? Yes. I don't want just loyalty with my team members. I want loyalty with my clients, mm-hmm. right? And so I just want us to start thinking differently about this. And I can tell you in our organization, when people start talking about our guests as clients, we're going to treat them differently. And don't we all want to be treated with a little bit more dignity and respect? A hundred percent. Right? So I think it's, it's small, it's semantics, but it's the small things that move the needle of change. But you got to do it consistently. It's not the big sweeping things. That change the that change the course or trajectory of our lives. It's the small little things done consistently. The small, consistent, yeah, yeah. Darren action. Darren Hardy, mm-hmm. who is a former publisher of Success Magazine, has a great book that I, I've probably given away, and it's an older book now, but I've probably given away I don't know easily three hundred copies of it called The Compound Effect, um, and um, it kind of talks about these small incremental changes that we need to make in our life and mm-hmm. our business uh, to make huge changes. Uh, so anyway, sometimes I do s- simple things like, for example, diet. Yeah, yeah, simple. Like to me, it's like I go. I've been I've been going eating super clean lately. Yeah. Oh my god, everything has like changed for me like yeah. immersively. Sure. So it's like even though it's like I, I you know it's, I love that you said that because when I have a problem at work, yeah. I never look at anybody in my team and say what's what did you guys do wrong. I always look at myself. I'm like what am I doing incorrectly yeah. that's yeah. causing a flow of energy. Mm-hmm. That's messing everything up. Did I not communicate effectively? Did I not set the standards yep. appropriately? Uh, here's a here's a little tip tip for you. Like when, in our organization, I try to do this oftentimes. If I if we develop a project, I say, here's what I expect the outcome to be. Now, if I stop there, guess what? That guess where they're going to perform to? To that level. To that level. Yeah. So I say, here's what I expect or better. If my expectation is here and they can get to here, why not encourage them to get to there? <laughs> but if I say, hey, I want us to make a million dollars on this project. And they made a million dollars. Made a million dollars. Cool, congrats. You did, we did what we're supposed to but do. But that's the minimum standard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here's what I expect and for better. better. 
Interesting. Small little things. I will add that Small to my vocabulary. Things. Yeah. Thank you so much for that. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, Larry, it's been an hour. Has it? <laughs> yeah, it has. Oh, hour okay. and 20 minutes, man. Hour? I thought yeah. we were going for a half hour. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love the conversation. This yeah, is awesome. Too, we'll definitely, we'll probably get another episode going for sure. Good. Let's you know, go. We'll do it. So thank you so much for Thanks, being on the show. I appreciate it. it. Thank, thank you. you. Yeah. Sweet. That was an hour and 20? It was hour 16 minutes. Good. You're okay with that? Oh, I'm, I'm chilling <laughs> as long as you're. I'm trying to respect yeah. your time because yeah. I understand like. That's no, good. I yeah. love, especially when I meet somebody who kind of just gets it. Yeah. I'm just like. Yeah. Yes. Let's especially. A testimonial. Sure. Yes. So we would need a testimonial. Just kind of uh, your name, uh, what you do. Kind of like, you know, just a quick, I guess, five second pitch. I am this, uh-huh. I founded this, I run this, uh-huh. and what you thought about the podcast and if you'd recommend it for someone else. Uh-huh. Uh, someone else to be on it? Yes, or if you'd recommend it. it for anyone else to be on the show, yeah. Yeah, like me. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Thank you for the insight, by the way. There's a lot of golden nuggets that were Good. Dropped. Yeah. Good. Hey, I'm Larry Broughton with Broughton Hotels. Um, listen, I am blessed in that I get to go on podcasts, TV interviews, radio interviews all the time. And I got to tell you, the Mogul Insider podcast with Adam was probably one of my favorite podcasts to do. It was fun. These guys are absolute professionals. And we thought we we're going to talk about 30 minutes. And we went for about an hour and 20 minutes because um, Adam gets it. He understands the journey that we need to go on as entrepreneurs. So I'd really encourage you, if you get an opportunity to go on the Mogul Insider podcast, do it. Do it now. Is that all right? That was, that was the good. best testimony we've ever had. Oh, okay. All right, good. Yeah. So let's talk business, my favorite part. I want to look okay. at marketing, yeah. whoever's head of marketing, because okay. I do have a list of questions I need to ask them to figure out yeah. what you guys want to do, see how we can integrate together.